name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today, with overflowing joy, the Church of Jesus Christ celebrates the Feast of All Saints. We give glory to God the Father for the kind of love he has given us, that we should be called children of God. We give thanks to God the Son, whose shed blood the saints have washed their robes and made them white. We honor God the Holy Spirit, by whom we have the tongues to confess, you have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. We along with the saints in heaven proclaim, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to the triune God forever and ever. For according to his eternal mercy, the Father has raised up and brought to himself a great number of the blessed dead. The Spirit has gathered them into the church triumphant with a victory won by his Son, by the Son, over sin, over the grave, and over the devil. Even as the Father has elected you to eternal life in his Son, and the Holy Spirit goes forth even now and gathers evermore into this holy communion, this blessed company. Today, with overflowing joy, the Church of Jesus Christ celebrates the communion of saints. And what do we mean when we say the communion of saints? What do we mean when we confess it in the Apostles or the Nicene Creed? Well, first, let us define the word saint. The English word saint translates the Greek word hagios, which literally means holy one. So a saint is someone who is holy. That is to say that they are pure, that they are sacred, that they are consecrated, that they are set apart for God. And even possibly that they share and participate in some way in that divine attribute of holiness that belongs to God alone. And so, it is our Lord Jesus Christ who is the saint. He is the Holy One. And yet, in Him, by His Word, by His anointing with water in the Spirit, by His shed blood for the forgiveness of sins, He makes for Himself saints. But not just individuals, but a whole people, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. That is, he makes for himself a congregation of holy ones, a communion of saints by his grace. He makes for himself a church. The saints are those who are holy because they have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. They are pure because of the forgiveness of sins won by Jesus. The saints are those who have been set apart and consecrated by the Holy Spirit and have been taken out of the world and set aside for God and baptism. They even participate in that divine attribute of holiness, for they together make up Christ's body, who is their head. And both individually and corporately have become a temple of the living God. You and all who believe in Jesus Christ and are so united with him by faith that he is their head are saints. Holy and precious to God. Pure 
and sanctified by his grace. So St. Peter says, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. And Paul addresses each of his letters to the saints gathered in Ephesus, to the saints in Corinth, to the saints at Colossae, etc. The idea that the title of saint belongs only to a few particularly holy and pious men and women is not at all the teaching of Holy Scripture. Certainly there are heroes of the faith who have gone on before us, who have labored mightily for the kingdom of God, whose faith and trust and form of life so radiate the new life of the gospel that we look to them as an example and we rightly honor them. But no man or woman, not even the most noble of the martyrs, could be called a saint apart from the cross of the saint. All who believe in Jesus Christ and are so united in him by faith that he is their head and we are his body are part of the church militant. The holy congregation of pure saints on earth under Christ who still struggle at present against the forces of this evil age and who still feel the burden daily of their crosses. We, the saints at Zion, are united to them in a mystical communion, even when divided by geography or even by denomination. But there is more. We who walk on this earth and toil under the sun are not alone in being God's children. The communion of saints is the communion it is the unity of, yes, the church militant, but also the church militant with the church triumphant. Those saints who have already been gathered to the Heavenly Father, gathered into rest, who have had victory over sin, death, and the devil in Christ Jesus. That great cloud of witnesses has gone on before us. They are those who are seen by the Apostle John in his vision. That great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. If we were to look at that great crowd, at that glorious company of God's holy people, we'd see many of the heroes of the faith whom we commonly call saints, We'd see the twelve apostles and the four evangelists. We would see the noble martyrs like St. Ignatius of Antioch or Felicity and Perpetua. We'd see those mighty theologians like Augustine and Luther, Irenaeus and Chemnitz. But we'd also see those whom God used as witnesses and heroes of faith in our own lives. We'd see Esther clothed in glorious white robes, praising her Savior, whom she loved, and Pat, robed in glory before her God, and Harold, grateful to see Jesus, whom he knew he would see. We still struggle and toil, but they have victory. We still hunger and thirst and are struck by heat, but where are they? They are before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. 
For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And their victory is a hope for us, and their lives a model, an example to us of God's grace and God's faithfulness to his people in Jesus Christ. They are with Jesus, and we are united with Christ even now. And most intimately, are we united with Jesus in the Holy Communion? As St. Paul says, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a communion in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a communion in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body. For we all partake of the one bread. And so when you confess that you believe in the communion of saints, understand that when you come to this table, when you come to the Lord's feast, to the gift of forgiveness, you are united with Christ. You become a participant, a partaker. You commune in his body and his blood. And in so doing, you are united with your brothers and sisters here at Zion as they participate in the body and blood given and shed. That is why the symbolism of the common cup is so powerful. But you are not only with communion with those here, locally present, but you are united with the saints in heaven. Indeed, the angels and archangels, all the heavenly hosts, are gathered around this very same feast. And the heavenly host includes the saints, the apostles, the evangelists, the martyrs, the theologians. It includes Esther and Pat and Harold. Today, this All Saints Day, and every time the Lord's Supper is given and received, you commune with them. The church triumphant and the church militant, all children of God by his grace, both constitute one communion, one fellowship, and one holy nation, one communion of saints. And so today, with overflowing joy, the church of Jesus Christ celebrates the communion of saints. Amen. You may rise for the offertory.